five, four, three, two, niner. Hello, true believers. This is episode three of 40 going on 14. Uh, unfortunately, Mike will not be joining us tonight due to some, um, unforeseen circumstances, but I've got the other three of us here tonight and, uh, I'm Joel. Joining me are, I'm Patrick. I'm here because I was told there was going to be punch and pie. And I'm Josh and I know why kids love cinnamon toast crunch. I, I, mm. I wish you'd tell me because it's <laughs> damn delicious. It's a, a heavily guarded secret. <laughs> You might say the secret ingredient is sugar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and toast. But, but we're, we're not talking about that yet. We're going to be talking about... Uh, yes. Trans- yes. Oh, sorry. Transformers. Um, before we get to, to that, let me just... Uh, real quick, I want to say thank you to everyone who has came to our Facebook page. We're over 200 likes now. Um, we've gotten Woo-hoo! some good feedback, including some people passing things along via Twitter and Instagram. And it's just really been a grassroots kind of marketing campaign, totally by accident. And uh, so thank you very much. Please tell your friends and uh, give it a listen as much as reading the blog and checking the Facebook page because we are shocking it, shocking it full of content. So go ahead, <laughs> Josh. shocking it full of content. So. <laughs> just like the monkey. <laughs> so we, 21 gigawatts of information. Absolutely. So we got the Transformers. Robots in disguise. Freaking love Transformers. Uh, when, when I was a kid, your social status was pretty much determined by what cool Transformers you had. Pat had GoBots. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Didn't even had. And I actually have a, a short anecdote for you guys. Uh, this is something I, I don't think I've ever told anybody. Well, that's good because um, I took some poison earlier and I don't want to die. <laughs> it's Transformers related, I swear. So I, I was in grade school and we had this art project when we were supposed to put together like popsicle sticks that covered like a can to make like a pencil holder. And we were allowed to decorate it any way we wanted. And Mrs. Novak objected to my decorating mine with the uh, Transformers logo because she insisted that when I was an adult, I wouldn't care about the Transformers. What? Well, Mrs. Novak, if you're out there listening, and you're probably not, to be fair, this is for you. (laughs) (laughs) What was her first name? I'm going to search for her on Facebook and suggest you like the page. We'll talk about that afterwards. (laughs) And that's how Pat slept with my elementary school teacher. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) That's Pat transforming. Wow. So, yeah, Transformers 1984. Well, real quick, so, Pat, did you actually have GoBots, or did you have Transformers, or both? Oh, I'm going to be the unpopular guy and talk about how much I hated the Transformers, so I didn't own any of them. All right. I'm going to be the the opposing viewpoint today. Sorry. Point, counterpoint. Yes. Obviously, Josh owned them. Ignorant slut. Yes. Did you have GoBots, Josh, or just Transformers? I think I had a GoBot. Because uh, one real nice thing is that uh, I, I 
did have an allowance, but it was a fairly small allowance. So I didn't have any of the cool, like the Constructicons or Optimus Prime or Megatron, any of the expensive ones. So I probably owned a GoBot or two. Because they tended to be quite a bit cheaper. Yes. But I, I think the gem of my collection was probably Soundwave. Oh, I love Soundwave. I still oh, love yeah. Soundwave. I don't like, well, we'll talk about that later, but, um. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. But, uh, I had, I actually had Transformers, but I also had GoBots. There weren't a lot of big GoBots like there were Transformers. It seems like Transformers, they had more that were kind of, I, I mean, they were, like Jetfire, for example, I believe was stolen directly from Robotech. So, you know, it's fairly big mech. But, uh, all the GoBots were a little bit shorter than GI Joes and a heck of a lot cheaper. Yeah. And they all seemed kind of doofy when they were in robot form. <laughs> I mean, form. you had like one that was a sub and like his arms were these gigantic sub shaped like shoulder pads that folded out and this goofy ass little head and his torso just kind of pulled aside and his legs were basically just two halves of a sub that like flipped to the side i think his name was jared yeah his name was what jared jared no no uh um (laughs) the only one i remember was cykill he was the the leader of the bad guys and he turned into a very lame motorcycle Uh, that's all i remember and he was red white and blue at least he turned into a uh, motorcycle, I, I thought you were going to say. And he turned into a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> he, he turned into a Segway. <laughs> he turned into a vibrator. That's a terrible GoBot. Uh, um, yeah, that wasn't a GoBot, Joel. <laughs> yeah, your mom lied to you. Mrs. Novak. <laughs> so what, we're, what, we, what we all decided was we were going to watch the first episodes of of the original Transformers 84 and the new one from 2010. And what we didn't realize is that the first Transformers episodes was a three-part story arc, and the Transformers Prime was a five-part story arc. So how many of us actually finished all eight episodes? I finished all three of the uh, the original, but uh, did, didn't make it through uh, five of a prime. Right. I made it for two and two, so I'm half, I, I, half I, and out. I apologize. Sorry. No, I go ahead. Say, I finished the first. I finished the first one and got through three of the seconds. So, so you're kind of, well, well, we'll have a nice balance then, I guess. So, who wants to go first? Well, let's just talk about uh, the individual like elements in the 1984. Like, you basically you had your humans, your Autobots, and your Decepticons, mm-hmm. and those those groups are present in both series. True. Uh, some of the same characters are present in both series. Uh, Optimus Prime, voiced by the same actor. Peter Cullen. Uh, I thought Optimus was pretty much the best part of 1984 for sure, except maybe Soundwave, because Soundwave is the guy. Right. He, he definitely is, is the coolest of the original, of the original, in my opinion. Although I don't know how he shrunk down to the size of an actual cassette boombox when he was giant. Yeah, there was no sense of, like, size and relation. Like, Megatron would turn into a gun, and then sometimes he would just shoot on his own, and sometimes he'd, like, shrink down into the hands of someone else who, like, had to shoot him even though they owned their own gun. Right. Kind of weird. Yeah, I, that was, I thought Megatron in the first one was just, that was, like, a horrible, like, transformation. He, he could either shoot a big gun as himself, or he could transform down into a smaller gun for someone else to use. As a, That was just an awful 
transformation. Like, why would you ever transform into a smaller gun when you already have that giant cannon on your arm? Especially when he's the head of the Decepticons. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, like, why does the head want to be, you know, turn himself into a tool for another one of his minions? Doesn't make any sense. He was, he had this glorious 1980s villain thing going on that it was reminiscent of like Cobra Commander and Skeletor. Just insulting with a slightly nasal and shrill voice. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought he was freaking awesome. Just, uh, he wouldn't have worked in any other time or place, but as a 1980s cartoon villain, he, he was there. Well, speaking of, of Com- Cobra Commander, I believe, and Hasbro Toys, I believe that, uh, Starscream was voiced by the same gentleman who did Cobra Commander, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember the name and I didn't check my facts. I'm, I'm dumb. I should pull that up. Um, and I didn't realize that the whole Starscream wanting to take over was present from the beginning of the series. And what is hilarious is Starscream is hilariously incompetent. Like, yeah. the, the Decepticons are not really the brightest bulbs in general, but the only reason that their plans didn't work is pretty much because Starscream decides to screw around for no reason. Well, he wanted to take over. He, he wanted to I, be I, Megatron's I, position, which incidentally, Megatron was voiced by Frank Welker, who most is most commonly known for now as still doing uh, both Scooby and Fred on Scooby-Doo. But I, I mean, I couldn't believe like how how incompetent he was that he's like just outright announcing like, oh yeah, I'm trying to usurp you. <laughs> <laughs> like never at any point did he just walk up behind him and just shoot him in the head. He's like, like he waits until he's facing him and then he tries to shoot him and it's just and the whole time he's like, yes, yeah, someday I'm gonna get you, but not right <laughs> now. But someday I'm gonna get you. <laughs> and yet he keeps him around. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, why does he not kill kill Megatron at any moment? Why does Megatron not just kill him at any moment? It makes no sense. Is it just me, or were there a whole lot more, like, named and well-defined characters in general in the 1984? Yes. I didn't, I did notice that. They were, they were definitely a lot more individualistic in the, in the original. I mean, granted, they tended to make sure that someone, like, referred to them by name and then did a little thing to try and get you to buy the toy. Right. Let's be honest. That's that's what these things really were: is half-hour toy commercials, and they were yeah. really effective. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Well, there was a lot of. I mean, my biggest problem with the original series was the inconsistencies. There, it's like, I, it's like the the mouths wouldn't match up. Sometimes Bumblebee would say a line that Optimus was saying, and vice versa. Um. And and what really got me was in episode two. There's, you know, the Autobots can, they drive, but they can also fly. And there's a scene where Megatron pushes Prime off the edge of this thing, and he's hanging on for dear life, and he's threatening to kick him off to kill him. And I'm thinking, why isn't Prime just fly? He did that twice in the first two episodes. It seemed like Prime was the only one who couldn't fly, which is crazy because he's clearly the most powerful. But he does fly. Like two minutes earlier, he, he's like, "Oh, really? Autobots <laughs> yeah. fly." Everybody can fly everywhere, but no one chooses to use that power ever. You know, <laughs> right. like if, if I were one of the Transformers that turned into a plane, I would feel so ripped off, <laughs> right? Because that's literally <laughs> the entire fly. upside of being a plane is you can fly. <laughs> I don't know if I was one of the Cassetticons or whatever, and you could turn into you know a Jaguar or a cassette, then I'd feel a little ripped off there too. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I'm an inanimate object that will be obsolete in a but, I decade. Mean, there, <laughs> there's just there's just no way that anybody can ever argue that that flying is probably the best form of transportation there is. Why would you ever do anything other than fly if you didn't have to? The birds don't just walk around unless they're eating. <laughs> 
or their chickens. I'm just saying, like, hmm? or their chickens. Uh, yeah, or emus. Well, so, and then shortly after, after he gets, he gets, uh, uh, pulls himself up and he starts fighting Megatron. And they do the little energon weapons. One of them, uh, Prime's got like an axe and Megatron's got a, a mace and they're fighting and he knocks him, he knocks Prime into the water and here's Prime fighting for life like he's going to drown going downstream. And I'm like, A, fly out of there or B, you're a robot and obviously you guys have been underwater and you're not going to drown. So what's the, where's the danger? I didn't understand. <laughs> I was very confused. There were, there were, like you said, someone, there, there were a lot of just weird contradictions and, and strange things in this movie. I, or this show. And, but like Josh I mean, pointed out, they were made to sell toys, so it didn't have to be perfect. Yeah, well, they definitely didn't, didn't even try for that, so <laughs> good job. <laughs> what I loved is you got the humans, and whenever the humans encounter something going wrong, their first response is to hit it with something. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're Decepticons, let's throw wrenches at them. And then one episode later, it's like, the dam isn't working. Let me smash this panel with my fists. Well, if the Decepticons were smart, they'd turn themselves into a wrench. So when, you know, the humans threw the wrench at the Autobot, it would be a Decepticon and it would be the ultimate betrayal, you know. And, and by the way, there's a line in, in the one of the episodes where Huffer's like, we're not fighters like they are. And I'm like, then why do you have guns and all of these things? And you're obviously fighting a war on Cybertron. So how can you say you're not fighters? I didn't get that. And there's silence. Fantastic. Maybe they, meant they weren't good fighters. I'm yeah. sure. Whenever there's silence, I'm going to do the noise. <laughs> they were obviously not good fighters because no one ever died. It's, it was like the G.I. Joe principle. It's like, how do you ever expect to finish this war if you never kill anyone on either side? Well, I mean, eventually, for people that followed Transformers through the 80s, uh, anytime they wanted something dramatic to happen, they killed off Optimus Prime. Right. <laughs> And I remember the first time it happened, it like shattered my little world. You're like, damn it, now I gotta buy GoBots. <laughs> I don't think I was that upset since like I found out at when Aslan died in Lion Lewis in the Wardrobe. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. I, I, I think I may have actually cried when that happened. I don't think I cried when uh, Optimus Prime died, but it was pretty close. By the way, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Um, uh, on the Orient Express, <laughs> everyone sled. did it. Rosebud is a sled, right, right. I, something I'm a little, and I'm a little light on my Transformers knowledge, is gonna be a friend of mine that's gonna listen to this, it's gonna probably never let me hear the end of it, but why, if you're trying to hide on a planet, and you're a giant robot, which is hard enough to hide to begin with, why do you have your symbol on your chest, as far as to whether you're a good guy or a bad guy, and when you transform, it's still, in, it's still visible. I don't understand that. Okay, I don't know the actual answer, but if I were a part of this robot war, you got to figure there's some sort of electronic, like, friend or foe identification system, and it's real easy for EFF to identify, oh, well, we don't shoot the ones that have the Autobot symbol. That's how I'd do it. It's kind of like, you know, um, football teams wearing different uniforms. <laughs> so you don't accidentally tackle the wrong guy. I was gonna say, so you don't accidentally shoot the wrong guy with a laser. <laughs> Even though you hang out with these people on a regular basis, you train with them, you live with them, you eat lunch. Yeah, eat a battle, them. man. <laughs> you know, if they gave football players lasers, I'd probably have a fantasy league team. 
watch, well, they don't have lasers, but you could watch the beginning of uh, The Last Boy Scout and see how that would work. Sorry, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Which, incidentally, he does a jig at the end. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also want to make special note of uh jazz in the 1984 because when i heard his name i was like wow jazz that sounds like scatman crothers and then i look at imdb and that was scatman crothers it is scatman that is crothers. exactly what i went through <laughs> i'm sitting there going this guy sounds just like scatman crothers i kept waiting, I kept waiting for him to, to get, talk about the shining or something right to take an axe to the chest from jack nicholson yeah. spoiler alert <laughs> Oh no, it's Mr. No Nos. It's kind of distracting when you know that though. When you've seen, when you've seen Scatman Crothers and other things, and then you hear Jazz's voice, it's, it's actually kind of takes away from the character a little bit. Yeah, because every time he spoke, I was imagining Scatman Crothers in a studio saying those words into a microphone. <laughs> it was making me laugh every time. Jazz Shiny said bald head, yeah. Because uh, I could just imagine him reading the script. He goes, "What the hell is all this shit about?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that was distracting, I'm glad you guys didn't get deep enough in the series to uh, in- uh, encounter Teletran, because Teletran was totally voiced by Casey Kasem. It says, "Yep, right here." I just pulled that up. It says Casey <laughs> Casey Kasem. No, yeah, I noticed Casey Kasem in the first show, though. I mean, he was he he played a character. He he did the voice. He voiced uh, the cassette. Being played back, the the data that Soundwave collected. No, I'm 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 telling you, he voiced one of the character, the actual characters. Though I recognized his voice as he was talking. And um, it was like it was like the sidekick. I mean, this is how much I care about this damn show. I can't even, can't even remember their names. This is Casey Kasem with a long distance dedication <laughs> to Cybertron. Yeah, you know what? Teletran was in those first episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah he absolutely was. And... He just kind of got lost in the shuffle. It's exciting. Uh, I, yeah, I noticed. I mean, that was the first time I looked at IMDb to make sure that was Casey Kasem. And then later I heard Scatman Crothers. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> uh, you really didn't watch that as a kid, did you? No, never so, once. This is completely, like, fresh to you. Yeah. I have never once seen a Transformers show, and now I know why. Because this is, I mean, honestly, I'm not just trying to be a, an asshole, but this was just not good. <laughs> so, so 1980s. I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, it totally helped because it didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's just these guys were were some of the worst strategists as far as war is concerned that I've ever seen. It's just uh, some of the logic that they used in just everyday situations. I'm just watching the whole thing. <laughs> it was just really annoying. And I was also just very annoyed by the fact that, okay, they're robots, but they're supposedly, like, not robots and they like nobody made them but they were kind of born they just exist and they had this planet that is like not really a planet it's a place where they all live but it's all like giant and mechanical and i don't know you know it wasn't real right <laughs> just say it was Spoiler a alert. wait 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 i thought this was a documentary yeah made to sell toys to children <laughs> and two out of three of those children bought them <laughs> why are I you mean, turning into Catherine Hepburn? <laughs> Even when I was a child, I had a hard time, like, you know, suspend, you know, understanding math of disbelief unless it was like really like, like seemed like it made a lot of logical sense to me. If it didn't, then I couldn't buy into the premise. So you like played accountant when you were a child. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I just sat there with my slide rule and like (laughs) was doing my parents' taxes. (laughs) Mommy, my calculator's out of batteries again. 
your deductions are not realistic. <laughs> this this beige on the ceiling is too bright. <laughs> so, Patrick, what is the last cartoon you've actually watched on your own as an adult, then, that you're comparing this with? Uh, do you mean like uh, not not anything like King of the Hill or Simpsons or anything like that? You okay, no, like a kids' cartoon. Like uh, you have you have nieces or nephews, don't you? SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants is probably SpongeBob. Okay, yeah, because I mean that's just so crazy, fantastical. Like you, you don't even have to worry about suspension of disbelief because it's just so. It's not even in this world, so. So you didn't see it and be like, yeah, right. Like he could live in a pineapple under the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Absorbent and yellow on, how do they have a campfire? <laughs> But that squirrel, she's totally believable. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I mean, she has an air bubble. Hello. Exactly. That's just science. <laughs> I was just curious where, where you were comparing, you know, um, did you watch cartoons and as a kid at all? I mean, uh, not too many, really. I wasn't a big cartoon guy. Um, I watched you a lot. do on Saturday morning. Yeah, we're revoking your nerd card. No, it, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I was big into Mr. Rogers and the Muppets, and I just like watched tapes of them a lot. All I right, think. Muppets. We'll let that go. Yeah, yeah, Muppets. Yeah, his story checks out. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Transformers. Um. Uh, I don't know. I it you're right, Josh. It didn't hold up and it's I've been going back and kind of watching some of that stuff and I'm kind of wondering if it's a good idea or not. Um because I watched GI Joe uh, cuz after they had the recent uh, GI Joe Renegades on, which was actually really good, by the way. Um I went back and started watching the original and I, I found it enjoyable from a nostalgic perspective, but the actual cartoon itself yeah, not very good. Yeah, and don't try and go back and look at Masters of the Universe. <laughs> I tried, but Netflix don't sync up, so I was I gave up on it. I mean, I know that the joke has been done to death, but I really, really didn't realize all the homoeroticism. <laughs> yeah, there's it's rampant. It's it's definitely more prevalent in Masters of the Universe than say drug use was in Scooby Doo. <laughs> I believe we're back to Scooby again. Um, I mean, in, in your one show, you got the, you know the, the lead character is a pothead, and it's obvious. And in the other show, the lead character is a leather daddy, and it's obvious. He wears yeah, and pink <laughs> before he transforms. Anyway, Transformers—that's what we're here to talk about, not other Has- <laughs> Hasbro-based television shows. We can talk about Gem after that if you want. She was Ooh, truly my outrageous. little pony. No. no. <laughs> We're not, I'm not, by the way, I'm not doing a then and now on that because I didn't watch it when it was on originally and I'm not going to watch it now. No, oh, you should give it a chance, but we'll, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> My kids watch it, but anyway. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, uh, came out from watching that other than just that it was cheesy. It was obvious what their goal was, was to sell toys and breakfast cereal. And in 1980s, there was a man named Sparkplug Witwicky. Yeah, that I was just my takeaway. That. Well, that's so much for consistency, Mr. Bay. I mean, I, 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 I mean, they they at least kind of sort of explained this in this in the second Transformers. But my pre- big problem was, if you're from another planet, why do you transform into machines that are made here on Earth? They're blending in. Well, yeah, and that was that was explained in the 1984 because they had a uh, Cybertron version of what they transformed into. But when they were all broken, the uh, repair robot scanned 
like everyday objects. Right. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. Yeah. I thought that was in the second one. Was that no, the that first? was in the first. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm thinking that the newer one, they just kind of were like, uh, it's it's old school now. We they know. Well, and to be fair, we jumped into uh, the second one, which we're gonna get into after the break, at the Prime TV show. Yeah, Prime. Which I get that Transformers Prime, the television show that we watched, wasn't the first reboot of Transformers, even with those characters. True. Because like RC. Uh, was a character that was introduced much earlier. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, her partner. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that after the break, but th- th- those characters had been established and some of them had had multiple voice actors before you were down to the small cast of Autobots for the series that we watched for the show. Well, yeah, cause just looking here, there's, there was Beast Wars <laughs> that was out in 96, which was, you know, a gap between the two series. Um, the original series ran from 84 to, uh, what was it? 87? And then the movie was in 86, the original movie. And there was another one called Beast Machines in 99, which happened before Prime. And Prime is, according to this, is still going. I haven't seen it anywhere, but. Apparently Prime is going to actually end this year. Oh, okay. So that it's coming to an end. Yeah, coming to an end this fall. <laughs> you sounded like a commercial. <laughs> coming to an end this fall. So. Anyway, I, you know, it, 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 watching this makes me wonder, you know, as this show continues and as we get further into it, and without Mike here to give us some of his feedback, um, you know, I kind of wonder, is, is it really the best idea to go back and revisit these things? I mean, from a, from a show standpoint, it's fun to talk about it and kind of see where we're at now versus then, but is it going to ruin it for us? Oh, I don't think so. I I think that there is a particular place and time, and we have to appreciate the people we were then. And I still enjoyed the nineteen watching the nineteen eighty four. I realized that I wasn't looking at it with the same eyes, but uh, I I I remembered how it made me feel, and that was more important to me than the quality of the narrative. And and I didn't have that luxury, so all I was thinking was. Well, I think I made the right decision as a kid not to get into this. <laughs> Just a bunch of dumb robots punching each other and turning into cars. This is stupid. exactly. <laughs> Look, this makes can no do, sense at all. Look who can do their taxes now, Mom. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, and, and I had that same feeling too. Because as as I'm watching it, you know, I had some of those same feelings, and it happened when I I, I rewatched the first like five or six episodes of GI Joe too, where I remember sitting around. On, on Saturday morning and then, you know, after the fact on the weekdays after school, sitting around with my toys and, and playing and trying to reenact the stuff that was on the show and, um, you know, setting up these elaborate battle scenes. And it was all fueled by this show, which was built to sell toys. So it was doing its job, but it's created a nostalgia now that when I watch it these days, I still get that same kind of warm fuzzy, even though, like you said, it doesn't technically hold up. It's still, you still get that same kind of base emotion that you had with it when you originally saw it. And I think as we revisit our teenage years and, uh, prior to our teenage years, all the nostalgia things that we're going to look at for the show, I think we're going to occasionally run across something that was much better than we remember it. I'm, I'm waiting for that to, to happen in, in life prior to this show. Um, <laughs> yeah. occasionally, I mean, there are things where I'll watch it. Like, for example, we mentioned Howard the Duck. I had not seen, I, th- I think we mentioned it on first show, maybe. Um, 
Anyway, either way, I haven't seen Howard the Duck in, in a long time. And a friend of mine bought me a copy and, and sent it to me as a, as a kind of a joke gift. And I watched it. And to be honest with you, I actually enjoyed it more as an adult than I did as a kid. So there are going to be examples, I, I agree with you, that are, are going to come up where it's going to hold up or it may even be better now that we can see it from a different perspective. Just real quick, my opinion on Howard the Duck was the problem with that is he was more, they made him almost like more of a vaudeville type character and, and, and kids are not going to enjoy a vaudeville type character. Sorry. Wait, kids don't enjoy vaudeville? Yeah, go, go figure. Oh, Slapstick, not vaudeville. Well, there goes my fourth show idea. Well, and <laughs> he was uh, always kind of a discordant note, even in his comics. And I think they got this property and really didn't know what to do with it. Kind of like yeah. Ghost Rider and Nicolas Cage. Oh, God, don't get me started. <laughs> he got the property and has no idea what to do with it. Uh, I know. The, the, the crimes that have been committed against my favorite characters. I know, right? Daredevil <laughs> and Ghost Rider, two of my favorite Marvel heroes, just were abortions. <sighs> now I'm depressed. Oh, man. <laughs> well, on that note, maybe it's time to take a break. And yeah, I, I need to hear some music. Um, <laughs> well, we don't know what Mike's picking out for this week. We'll be honest and lay it on the line out front. I'm sure it'll be great because Mike does his thing and he works his magic. So after the break, uh, we'll be back. We'll be talking about the 2010 reboot, a reboot of a reboot of Transformers called Transformers Prime. So we'll see you in just a few. Four, three, two, R. And we're back from break from that mysterious song that Michael picked out for us. Uh, <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I know, it's great, isn't it? And uh, now we are going to discuss the <sighs> Transformers Prime, the 2010 reboot reboot of the series. And if we have time, we may touch on the films. <clears throat> Excuse me, as I clear my throat, that's not good radio. But uh to kick it off, Josh, you started us off before, so tell us a little bit about Prime. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Okay, can I just say that zombie robots is the stupidest damn thing I've ever heard? <laughs> I was going to mention that, too. I, I mean, they, okay, we'll talk about a tonal shift. Uh you, you got the beginning, and there are things that Prime did that annoy me, in that there are... uh several conceits that you see in like modern films, especially like the blockbuster ones and like the bad kids cartoons. And by bad, I mean not the Pixar, but the DreamWorks. I love Pixar, but a lot of the DreamWorks stuff is not so good because they only, they have characters that only communicate either by trying to be a smart ass or acting out of character or making obscure pop culture reference. So it's like, it's like this show. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's completely annoying. We're a DreamWorks podcast. Where the hell was I going with that? I don't know. <laughs> um. Oh, but uh, aside from all of this, like DreamWorks stuff, what do they do? They flat out murder a character after building him up in the first episode. <laughs> 
Incidentally, the character was voiced by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Really? Yep. I did not pick His up on that. Five minutes of Transformer fame, which Michael Bay incidentally tried to get him into Transformers Extinction, aka Part Four, and he said no. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna see if we can squeeze a wrestling a wrestling reference into every episode now. That's your new uh, that's your new thing, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> As Patrick transforms into a redneck. Oh, oh. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm sorry, I got to do that with an accent. Then hold on. <laughs> Where'd that mullet come from? Uh, the nineties. I I make fun, but I'm kind of sporting the mullet at the moment. Business in the front, transformer in the back. <laughs> so more I, than meets the eye. I take it from from your your statements, you did not care for it. I did not care for it. Although I, I will say, even though the human characters kind of annoyed me as being shallow, they managed more depth than any of the humans in the 1984. True. Mm. Uh, was any of their names Whitmicky? I didn't. I didn't notice. I didn't even look it up. I mean, at least there was a relationship between like parent and child that you could almost kind of care about. Yeah, and and like the 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 two characters in the first movie, like the, it seemed like, or the not movie, the first show seemed like they only existed just to react. That was their only purpose. <gasps> yeah, exactly. Like Speed Racer characters. Oh, well, but they did get Peter Cullen back to do Prime, which they pretty much he's been Prime since '84, right? I mean, yeah, which is nice for consistency's sake. I mean, it just occurs to me is, like, the one thing that we can say that's really good about is that they made the humans more interesting and the robots less. <laughs> this is a show about goddamn robots. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even made to sell, like, toy. I mean, they have toys for it, but not like they did back when we were kids. But how do you make a toy out of these characters? They're, they're very, like, they're all sharp edges. Oh, and what, yeah, the humans I know. design I did not care for. See, I thought it's kind of pretty to look at to some extent, but there's yeah, there's not a lot of depth to it. Well, it's, it's like they, they they seem to design them after that whole like uh, spawn type of thing that's gotten really popular, where you're making collectible figurines rather than figurines that are made to be played with. And they looked pretty cool as vehicles, but once they got into uh, the, their robot forms and had this like almost anime ish. Like these weird happy face things, I just they creep me out, and I didn't like them. Yeah, and why did they have to? I mean, we're, it's going to come out eventually, but the whole thing was was it was Michael Bay's take. It was his world. It's like if they made a Batman cartoon show now, it was in, in in the Nolan universe. This was in the Michael Bay universe. Even Megatron looked exactly like he did in the movies that Michael Bay has made. True. Um, what I did not like right off the bat was was Prime opening up his mask. Part of the joy of the original series was his eyes lit up occasionally and he had a mask over his face and you could never see him talk and he was cool as hell. Now his mask opens up, he gets the weird happy face Josh is talking about, his eyes don't light up, they blink or whatever, and he looks shiny and kind of cool and the, the body part, but the head just throws it off and I want to hug him or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Roadblock died. Aw. <clears throat> Wait, was that his name, Roadblock? I think so, yeah. Which is Oop. ironic since he played Roadblock in the G.I. Joe retaliation movie. Wait, let's the the uh, the uh, Autobot who dies. You have a cast of six, and you decide to kill one sixth of them. Oh no, no, that was Cliff Jumper. Cliff Jumper, Cliff Jumper, who is also uh, the loose cannon that uh, uh, 
screwed everything up in 1984. I mean, in both of them, he was kind of this, like, over-aggressive, loose cannon, doesn't play by the rules, turn in your badge. So he's Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hooray for consistency then, right? Yeah, at least. Well, he would have been the most interesting robot not named Optimus Prime, and they kill him in his first appearance. I know. Okay, so here, here's where I'm going to have to digress, because I'm going to be the, the voice of dissension and say all the things that you guys hated about this is what the only things I liked about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, like, I didn't like the first one about the whole origin story and the robots and they're, they're just, you know, spontaneously appearing robots, I guess, you know. This one, it, it, it almost seemed like they were going for an angle of, like, they're kind of like an organic material inside of the shell of the robots. Because one of the characters even made a mention, that, like, talking about how the humans didn't have shells on them and stuff like that. And I think that's why they had those little weird faces that moved, you know, because they had, like, an organic in, interior is almost what it seemed like they were insinuating. So that made a little more sense to me. I was like, okay, whatever, yeah. And that's why it made a little more sense to me that they could become zombies because if they had a, you know, an organic inside, you know, so I like that a little bit more. And I also like the fact that, you know, it was kind of the, the George R. R. Martin part of me, you know, fan part of me that, that I liked that they killed a character in the first six minutes. Okay. In, in response to your first point, Pat, <laughs> I have one word for you. Midichlorians. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Some things don't need to be. This isn't the film true. you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I I can uh, definitely forgive uh, them killing a character off because it did start with a darker tone. It just, I think, it, well, it didn't bother me that a character died. It bothered me that the tone was inconsistent. Right, yeah. I could see that. It kind of was happy, go, fucked up. So it was, yeah, it, was, it wasn't. By the way... Here's for more consistency. Um, Megatron in this version was voiced by Frank Welker again. Just a little heads up. And what was he doing out in space? And why did he w even want to come back to Earth? If you're out in space and your whole goal is to get to your home planet, you're already out there. Why would you come back to Earth? I'm pretty sure that uh, there. this was supposed to be a direct continuation of sort of the bridge movies and series that we did not watch in the context of watching the show. Uh, I yeah. feel like there was a chapter we all missed there. Yeah, there, there was something going on that we didn't know about or hear about or, yeah. Well, the, what the whole, explained in the pilot. The, this whole five-part story arc in, in, in Prime was very reminiscent of the original. Um, you know, they, they were trying to blow them up in the mine as they were trying to mine out, you know, uh, Energon. And I guess in the original, which is kind of similar to what they were doing when they created ZombieBot, you know. By the way, I forgot to mention in the original one, it just really cracked me up the way that they made it was they just took whatever energy form that they had and they just squeezed it. Oh, yep. in there. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just made me laugh. Oh, that's awesome. Well, in the new one, if they're some sort of ooey gooey life form inside of this armor, so to speak, when they transform, why don't they squish? Or is that the sound? For the same reason the turtle doesn't squish when he goes inside of his shell. Well, he's not transforming into a car. <laughs> or is he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, might be a very might, slow car. Yeah, it'd be you know, maybe, maybe turtles are aliens and those are car no, okay, never mind. I'm, I was going to get <laughs> Now you're going off. I don't know where you're going. Um Yeah, I didn't either. So hooray for Jeffrey Combs as Ratchet, right? No. His characterization was actually I mean, his voice acting was fine. Uh, his characterization was one of the ones that annoyed me the most. 
because it, it was just a shallow, flat caricature, and you've only got a cast of five to work with. And why you cap the Autobots at five and have most of the Decepticons as, like, faceless, generic Decepticons. They get killed, like, their red shirt wearing on the Enterprise. Well, you know? In the original series, how many freaking planes does does Megatron have? And they all look the same. It's like, buy more of the toys. You can create your own army. You know, at least here, they were all individual. Well, um, to be fair, most of the uh, characters you saw as identical copies in 1984 <laughs> were part of the uh, toy that turned into the camera. And they actually did uh, turn into, I, I forget whether it was three or four separate robots that looked like identical triplets or quadruplets. Well, that's true. But there were also a lot of, of jets that looked a heck of a, what was it? Which, what was the name? It wasn't, it wasn't Starscream. It was another jet. I can't remember his right. name. Right. Yeah, I want to say there were three or four jets who were just bad guys. And I, I guess you can decide that, okay, we're going to trim down the cast a little bit to focus on the characterization of uh, what remains. The problem is, is they didn't do that. See, and that's where G.I. Joe Renegades did the same thing. They took, you know, this massive thousands of G.I. Joes that they have at their disposal. They kind of went the way that Retaliation did. This was, happened a couple of years ago before Retaliation was even made, um, where it's they're not even really Joes yet, and they come up with a team of about five, and those five are on the run because they're being blamed for something that they didn't do, kind of like the A-team. And as the story progresses, they start to add more characters. They start to add more of the original mythos of, you know, the the hiss tanks and all this stuff that, that happens. But they do it in a way where you actually care about the characters, and there's characterization, and there's actually a storyline, and it's it's worth watching. And the art is unique and pretty. Here, they took all that out, and they just kind of threw it in the dumpster next to, I don't know. Joel, in the G.I. Joe reboot, did they explain the origin of William the Refrigerator Perry? No, he he was not in the show by the end of uh, season one, which I don't think they're going to make a season two, unfortunately. Ugh, I'm uh, disappointed. But you should watch it. It's very good. By the way, what about uh, Ernie Hudson? He was in this. You got a Ghostbuster in this one. Absolutely. He was. Was he? He was the agent Fowler who showed up for like oh, two minutes. Yeah, he like, walked right out of central casting. I'm angry government agent. I'm going to yeah. yell a lot and then go back away. He was like the John the big... Turturro character, only he was black and he wasn't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> he, had, he had the big uh, Jonah Jameson pot belly too. Yeah. And silence for Pat. Yeah, that's, I wasn't making a joke. I was just saying he was stereotypical. Yeah, you know, thinking about it, I mean, I didn't actually know that this was inspired by Michael Bay, but the fact that all of the characters characters were just like flat caricatures lifted straight out of central casting makes sense makes a lot more sense yeah. oh yeah they were very reminiscent of the of the characters in bay they weren't exactly the same but you know you had the witwicky and you had the the john Turturro character and maybe you didn't have the pretty boy floyd tyrese and whatever the other guy's name is i can't think of right now michael dudikoff wannabe um in this yet, but they're probably coming later in the series. We just haven't seen them. Got a point. I don't know. Can I, I tell you another thing that bugged me about, about this whole thing? There was a scene when the Decepticons, which, by the way, as an aside, horrible name. Why, why do they even, you know, Decepticons, really? That's, you know, that's so generic, stupid, and obvious. But anyway, they're plummeting to the earth in their, in their ship, and they're about to crash, and they're all like, everybody get ready for the crash. And I'm just sitting there thinking, it's like, you guys can fly. 
Why don't you just <laughs> get out of the fucking plane and fly away? <laughs> just eject, transform, and fly away. Exactly. I, just, I was so annoyed by that. I'm, I'm like, why would you just stay in the plane and be like, well, because there's nothing we can do. Half of you are literally planes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that was the whole point of the original series is Autobots were cars, Decepticons were planes, for the most part, 90%. Everything else was I mean, mishmash. To, to me, that's like, you know, a bunch of skydivers get in a plane and the plane is going down for real and they all just look at each other and go, well, I guess we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> we have not been trained for this situation. <laughs> <laughs> what are these things on our back? I know not what they are. <laughs> well, we can't jump out of the plane now. It's broken. <laughs> I was so looking forward to jumping out of this plane, but now we're going to die. <laughs> Plummeting to the earth. It's a shame we cannot jump out of this plane. If only oh. I could turn into an airplane. <laughs> if I was a transformer. Or there was some way I could safely get off of this plane. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, the whole thing, despite Pat's actually enjoying it better than the original, was, I don't know. I, aside from being, like I said, kind of pretty to look at, incidentally, which is kind of the way that Michael Bay movies are, there's certain things that are pretty about him. But I just, by the end of the episode, I'm like, did I just see something? Or was that just like, 22 minutes of, of shiny, you know? Yep. I don't know. I was they not They didn't impressed. spend a whole lot of money on the writing, that's for sure. <laughs> they spent it all on the squishy parts that go inside the armor. <laughs> and there was spent- one, there was one huge explosion per episode. Michael Bay? Yeah. It was, it was exactly, the whole time I was watching it, they even had the shaky camera thing going on. I'm like, it's a cartoon. They, they don't have, they're not actually, there's not a live studio audience anywhere. There's not even a, a crew. No, they, they, they hired a bunch of really, really old people to animate it. That's, that's why it was shaky. <laughs> oh. Now it had some sort of palsy or something. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. That's a, mm. that's a, that's a Parkinson's joke. Ah, cars, Parkinson's, I get it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so oh. speaking of Michael Bay, Pat, have you seen the Michael Bay movies? Yes, I saw the first one. I, and that was, that was it, I think. I might have seen the second one. And Josh, I'm assuming you've seen all three? Uh, well, not by choice. I, I taught special ed for several years, so I, I, I had to watch them because that was what the kids wanted to watch. Michael Bay's target audience. Yeah. And they really lost me when I saw robots peeing on stuff. So, right. I, let's get into this because I don't think there's much more you can say about Prime because there's not a lot of substance there to begin with, in our opinions. I know there's people out there that enjoy it. Otherwise, it still wouldn't be on the air. So, for substance, let's turn to something starring Megan Fox. Well, <laughs> at least there's something else to dig on here. And speaking of, of being robots, uh, what about giant testicles on Constructicons? That ruined, That's... that ruined the, they ruined the Constructicons. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember that for some reason. Thank Pat you. has no idea what the Constructicons are. Um, no. They're in Egypt and they're fighting and there's this big mass of robots that this giant robot that's like drilling and he's got a pair of nuts. <laughs> yep. Okay. They like zoom in on him and talk about him for like five minutes. What? What were it's you like doing? An episode of Anthony Bourdain's show. And there's silence yeah, like, again. This is good. This, see, that's the part where it, Mike says You haven't something. seen the show. The guy likes to eat a lot of testicles. So, so does uh, Andrew Zimmern. But we're not talking about food yeah. shows. That's next week. Um, oh, yeah, next, well, not food. Shows. Next week we'll talk about eating nuts. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Pat's college years. Uh, so anyway. Oh. Yeah. No. They, Michael Bay pretty much 
I mean, his heart's in the right place. I, I, I really think his heart is in the right place. Cause when he redid Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was, I was really nervous. And then I heard him talk about it and I heard him give his, you know, what he had in mind. Maybe it didn't come off that way, but I give him credit for that. So at least he tried, but. Well, loving something is not enough if you completely miss the point of the original. Well, look what happened in Of Mice and Men. That's what you get for loving something too much. <laughs> you get fatal attraction. No, I just, I, the, the movies are, are, again, they're pretty. The robots are kind of cool at times, but other than Prime, a lot of the other characters, especially the Decepticons, the Decepticons all became giant bone-like robots that just look weird. How, how difficult would it have been? to keep the spirit of the original uh, series, but just up the quality of the writing. I mean, it's been proven it could be done. I know that uh, we, we were talking about it a little bit, and I don't self-identify as a brony, but I, I was curious when I heard that there were all these, like, 30-, 40-year-old guys into My Little Pony, and I was shocked at how great the writing was. You were. I'm trying to think of a way to call you bi-curious without using that term, but... I, I can't, so you're just by curious. Shut up. Uh, he's just a brony. I, well, I was actually writing an article about the brony because I was curious about the phenomenon. And then I did some uh, digging into the pedigree of that cartoon and realizing that you've got alums from Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls. It's like they, they grabbed all of the best cartoon writing talent. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But knowing that that went to My Little Pony, when Transformers got Michael Bay? <laughs> I don't know. The same thing could be said about SpongeBob, though. I mean, I initially, when I first came to SpongeBob, my kids were too young to really get into it. But I watched it with them because I was curious what all the hype was about. And honestly, I ended up started watching it on my own without my kids because it was the writing was, was good. It was entertaining. It was fun for an adult. Um, so I understand where you're coming from. It doesn't mean I'm going to go watch My Little Pony, but. Well, this is where if Mike was here, he would definitely chime in and say that, you know, he, he actually does enjoy the humor on My Little Pony. He's told me, he's like, his, his daughters are big into it. He's watched it with him before. And he says, it actually is pretty funny sometimes. So. Well, and that's the thing is, I, I'm not saying, oh, I'm not a brony because that'd be a terrible thing to be. I, I just don't well, yeah, happen to identify as one. But, you know, if I was, that'd be totally fine. Uh, I, there are a lot of interesting people. I mean, there are worse things to focus on in your life than a uh, cartoon that actually tells you to be decent to other people. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that would be one Shut of up. the worst things, yes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger transforming into Sylvester Stallone. Uh, but no, the Michael... Would feel better if we walked in a circle for several years, Pat? <laughs> I'd definitely be stronger. Wow. <laughs> Well, I, I, again, with the Michael Bay, I thought it was cool to watch all the little, he really paid, well, the animators paid really close attention to how the actual transformations worked. I don't know that the parts necessarily made sense in a math is hard kind of way, but, um, to watch everything move as they're transforming. And when they, when they walk around, you see the parts, uh, articulate with their movements. That to me was kind of a nerdy, cool thing to see. But yeah, then when some of the things that happened in the movie 
happened. And when I had to listen to the dialogue and the storyline and the peeing robots and the giant <laughs> testicles and the fact that the Decepticons just were pretty much raped, I just, I, it killed the whole thing for me. And, and I've seen them a few times because my kids like them. They call them, they used to call it robot cars. They didn't call it transformers. Um, <laughs> But I'm wondering, you know, how long before Michael Bay's like, hmm, I made money with this. Maybe I could do like pass it off to like Marcus Nispel and he can do the GoBots movie and maybe we can make some more money out of this. Why why ruin the Constructicons? Just I, I know that we're kind of fixated on this, but uh I, I got another story and it's Constructicons related. Yes, tell me. Okay. Uh when we were talking about the various Transformers. I made a bold statement that I could transform any Transformer that somebody put in front of me in under three minutes. <laughs> I had no idea that one of the older kids had the entire set of the Constructicons. Uh, but happened? by that point, I was pot committed. <laughs> I already shot my mouth off. So, like, the entirety of, like, the fifth, sixth, and seventh grades, like, gathered at the local house. Because I went to a, a very small school, and there was, like, one house that was nearby where there's like, a teenage daughter who was a babysitter for, like, half the school. And there was so much pressure on me. And I looked at all these purple and green robots and was like, wow, I really screwed up here. I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> Because there's like a dozen kids, and they know I'm not going to get it in three minutes. I look, it's like, I'm not even going to get the dump truck into a robot inside of three minutes, let alone <laughs> transform all of them into the Uber Constructor. But but is that is that really fair? Because it wasn't your statement that you could transform any Transformer in three minutes or less, not Not all any of them? number of them. Right. The, yeah, but Constructor was a Transformer. I mean... And they they kind of got me, and plus I, I was once again the the youngest of the group there, so I wasn't gonna back down then because I shot my mouth off trying to look cool, and yeah, that backfired. So how long did it take you? Oh, I totally gave up after five minutes. I'm just glad I got out of there without crying. Oh, I thought this was gonna be like a Karate Kid ending where you're like, and so I did it, and I beat him, and I said, yeah. So I kicked him in the face and ran away. <laughs> Sweep the Transformer, Johnny. <laughs> oh, I was Actually, hoping for that. I, I think kicking kids in the face was the only way I was getting out of that situation. <laughs> oh wow! Well, I had, I had I had the uh, I had the Constructicons actually as a kid. I was one of the lucky ones that had the set, and uh, you know it was cool. I don't know if it was as cool as my Voltron uh, Lions robot or not Lions uh, the the Cars robot, but it was pretty cool. And it wasn't that hard to transform. That's like my claim to fame that I can find anything on the internet in five minutes or less, which has gotten easier these days. Yeah, true. I think anybody could probably do that now, but unless they're my find mom. Send me, me a picture of Elvis riding an elephant eating a banana. Really? So is Elvis eating the banana or is the elephant eating the banana? Both. What? They're both, you know, like, like Lady in the Tramp style. Oh, they're sharing a banana. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's a, uh, that's a strange request, Pat. And you shouldn't do that while we're on the show because here's the problem is you guys know me. Somebody's going to do that now. As soon as you say that, then I start doing it and I can't stop doing it until I figure it out or find it. And it's going to detract from us trying to talk on the show. So Pat, you're a bastard. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I'm but... just, I'm going to stop because otherwise I'm going to, 
I'm going to continue. Um, speaking of, uh, Michael Bay, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the fourth one. I'm, I'm, you know, as you all know, my nerdiness lies in, in film and music, but, um, the fourth one is going to have Marky Mark in it and it's going to have the Dinobots. What do you think? Can't possibly be good, but it's going to be one hell of a video game. Are they, have you played the other games? Oh yes. That is one of the things like, uh, it, the Transformers video game, like Fall of Cybertron, it's kind of like the uh, Riddick game at the same time the second Riddick movie came out. It's like a terrible movie, but it made an incredible game. Huh. It was better than it had any right to be. So was there actually, is there a storyline in it, or is it just a fighting game? Oh, there's there's a, I mean, it's it's like any of those action games where there's a plot loosely layered over there, but right. to be fair... The same could be said of the source material. I mean, a, a loose video game plot is about the same as an original cartoon plot. But the controls were nice. The graphics were great. The fight mechanics themselves were awesome. Uh, I, I was incredibly impressed uh, with the few minutes I got to play of each one. I, I don't actually own those titles, but I, I did get a uh, chance to demo. Uh, I want to say there's two games. Well, I'm concerned. Um, and I mean, cause I think everybody who, aside from Pat, who was into Transformers, uh, like the Dinobots, you know, gridlock smash, you know, I think, or me gridlock. I think everybody kind of liked Grimlock. I mean, not gridlock, liked the Dinobots. So I'm kind of concerned that he's going to pull a Megatron on us. But at the same time, I'm kind of curious to see them in. Not real life, but, you know, brought to the big screen, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So we're going to update them. Kids don't like dinosaurs anymore. Instead, they are going to turn into segways. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> right now, Michael Bay's ears perked up, and he's currently re-editing the film. They're uh, all going to turn into Kardashians. I'm going to watch that. Damn it, Pat. <laughs> damn you, Pat. They're, 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 they're going to be, uh, you know, Dinobots with testicles. That pee on the Autobot. Oh, all the Decepticons. Oh, on the Kardashians, I thought you were going to say. No, that would be Ray J. <laughs> that is some weird, weird porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody out there is probably in Spe- that. Speaking of weird porn, aren't Uh-oh. those funny? Yeah, aren't those scary words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> you don't know half I have no it. finish up for that. I just wanted to watch your... No. Hear your hearts drop. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's see. Mark Wahlberg. What were we talking about? Michael Bay. And Dinobots, no Megan Fox, she's out of it. Oh, the other Michael Bay project that's in the works right now that we haven't seen too much of yet that's positive. He's about to take Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and urinate all over that, too. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to save the TMNT for a whole separate show. Oh, no, I don't want to talk about it right now, as in, like, let's talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I just had to throw in there... um, and I, I just, not that he's directing it. I think he's just producing it. But again, it's, it's, uh, I'm scared. I'm honestly scared. He's turning them into aliens, right? No, that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. That, the outcry over that, basically all, all of us that nerd out over that sort of stuff raised such a big stink on the internet 
that it was like, okay, maybe that was a bad idea. Maybe maybe there are some sacred cows that we don't turn into burgers. Well, I think if if we do get to TMNT <laughs> at some point, which is is my eventual goal, we're gonna have to be really, we're gonna have to handle it a certain, a uh, very specific way. Because knowing once Mike's involved in that as well, you've got the comics, you've got the original comics, you've got the the kids comics, you've got the TV show, the kids TV show, you've got the movies, you've got the the other two series that came out that were in the middle before the new series. Um, and got the vanilla new, ice wrapping. Yep. And the new series, <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, go the original series and the new series are totally different, but at the same time, very similar. And then you've got the movies, the new movie, which is coming out. So, I mean, that could be like a two part show. And let's not forget about it. toys. Oh, holy crap. I, I heard, I heard Michael Bay already cast, uh, Kate Upton as Splinter. <laughs> and 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 why why are you on this show tonight, Pat? You don't even know about Transformers. I don't know about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles either. I've never seen that. Oh boy, that's going to make an yeah. interesting show. If if I think some of it's streaming, and I know you can probably find a lot of it on YouTube, but if Pat's never seen that, and then to watch it with fresh eyes, wow! And he doesn't have the comic book because I know. Josh, you read the comic, the original comic, right? Oh yeah, Eastman and Laird, absolutely. Okay. Good, because uh, yeah, uh, that's that's like one of my one of the things I hold precious. And I, I met Kevin Eastman. I have his autograph, and he was a very nice gentleman back when this would have been about eighty nine, so right before it really got huge. Um, you know, what's so. kind of strange is I'm sure that there was a Transformers comic, but I don't think I ever read one. There was. There were several different incarnations, and one of them that actually was really really cool to look at, but I never actually got a chance to read it was they had a transformers gi joe crossover and look at look it up on google i think it was a four issue story um miniseries whatever you want to call it look up the 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 just look up transformers and gi joe and there's just this amazing cover art to it it's just beautiful just um, like the idea of optimus prime and snake eyes like in the same room it's like they could just be sitting there having coffee it's like yeah. hasbro ejaculated into your mouth yeah like I don't even they could have Optimus Prime P on something. I'd still watch it. <laughs> I, I don't know quite I don't I think you just broke something, Josh. I don't know what the hell that <laughs> I'm trying to find you. I'm tr- holy crap. You broke the yeah, internet. Joel just broke. Uh, oh, oh hell. Here I'm gonna I'm gonna post a link in the chat. Anybody who wants to know what I'm looking up, it's issue one of Transformers and G.I. Joe. Put up by DW Comics. Uh, Jay Lee did the art on it. John, John Lee's, Jim Lee's, excuse me. I believe it's his brother, who's also an amazing artist. Um, is that DW or IDW? It just says DW here. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I know that there's a modern comics company uh, called uh, IDW, so I didn't know if it was the same one. But just do a Google search for issue one of Transformers and G.I. Joe and prepare to make it your new wallpaper if you're any kind of a, a respectable nerd. Well, you know, I do kind of work in a comic shop, so I might just walk over to the back issues for the tease. <laughs> Worst episode ever. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I, is there anything else anybody has to say on this? Cause we're kind of at that capping point, even. I, I miss Mike though, cause I'm sure he would have had a lot to say. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, he'll be back next week, I'm sure, as will we. Um, so first of all, I just want to say thank you to everybody again for listening. Please. What are we talking about next week, Joel? We'll get to that. Please go. Oh, to f- I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know what happened there, little girl. 
Please go to 40go14.com. Uh, we've spent some recent blog posts, including uh, an interesting one from Josh about Blade, um, which is a, a nice soft spot for me, which we may have to talk about that at some point. Um, also, oh, I would love to go into the Midnight Suns at some point. Nice. Uh, we also are on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, we're everywhere that you want to be. Uh, tell your friends, please. Grassroots is the way we grow, and we are growing by leaps and bounds on a daily basis. Next week, we are talking about, Josh? Food. Oh, my God. All the <laughs> things, the snacks uh, that we used to eat uh, when we were 14 and younger, everything from ecto-cooler to jello pudding pops to kids' cuisine, uh, stuff, how it held up, what are we still eating, either because we've got kids of our own or just because it is delicious. And some of it, what's still around? I mean, what's held the test of time? Absolutely. And I mean, Pat, you're the oldest of us. So, I mean, did they even have microwave dinners back then? Hell, did they even have microwaves? Yes, they had microwaves when I was a child. They were giant. <laughs> they were did about they as big as a convection oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're only what? You're, you're only like a year older than me, I think, right? I'm, 40, I'm 41. Yeah. yeah, so, well, a year and a half about. Cause I'll, I'll, I'll be 40 and, well, I, I just turned 39, so. Um, but anyway, so until next week, I'm Joel. Yeah, Joel, where, where can your stuff be found again? My stuff? Yeah. Oh, we're going to pimp our stuff out. Nice. Um, <laughs> since my mic isn't all Skypey, uh, you can find, I've got a blog at a momentary lapse with joel.blogspot.com. Check that out. Uh, it is updated whenever I feel like it. And right now my efforts are going towards this show. Um, I've also got gregoryrobot.blogspot.com, which is my online comic strip that is dead, just like Wheeljack or Cliff Jumper, whatever his name was, <laughs> uh, Dwayne Johnson. You can also listen to my other two podcasts of the Undercover Unitards. Just do a search. You can find us everywhere. And uh, the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, my weekly six-song mixtape and a little bit of information about me. What about you, Josh? Uh, I can be found most often at uh, What's Next, The Unemployed Geek, uh, writing at uh, gettingmyheadonstraight.blogspot.com or over on Twitch, under the username Doc Stout, and my Twitch live stream video game archives always get posted to my YouTube channel, which is DocStout076. I've got some other stuff going on that uh, I like to talk about, but uh, some secret projects. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and I know that uh, Pat, Pat's got something pretty exciting coming up for our Ooh. listeners in Texas. Uh, yeah, if you happen to live in Houston... Uh, October 16th, I will be making my return to the stage. I'll be doing uh, a little bit of stand-up comedy at the Improv Houston. So if you are local and you want to come see it, that's October 16th at 7.30. And incidentally, uh, Cuz Will, if you're listening, uh, this would be your opportunity, even though you're not anywhere close to there. You could see the wizard slash airline pilot live <laughs> telling jokes. <laughs> that's what he referred to Pat as. He said he's somewhere between a wizard and an airline pilot. And I don't know quite what to make of that, but that's because yeah, I'm not real sure what to make of that either. <laughs> he he's a funny guy. You can check out his show, Max and Jinx, Friends Forever. Speaking about nerding out, do either of you get that reference, Max and Jinx? Nope, nope. Space Camp. Yeah, I saw it. All right. Well, I guess it wasn't that. <laughs> Space nerdy. Camp the movie? Yeah. No, Space Camp oh, the not, video not Space game. Camp the video game? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Space Camp the breakfast cereal? Oh, that was a terrible cereal. It was oh, terrible. Space Camp the Reckoning. Uh, and Mike's got stuff going on, too, um, but 
you know, we're, we're all busy fellows in our own little endeavors, but yet we come back here and, and have a good time. So thank you everyone. I, again, I'm Joel. I'm Josh. And I'm Patrick. Excelsior. See you next week. <laughs>